What's up, friends? Welcome to That's Not It podcast, where we talk all things health and well-being, fitness, business, and everything in between. I'm your host and naturopath, Jade McNeil. On today's episode, we have Maddie joining us to chat all things nutrition and how to support our mental health, the carnivore diet, breathwork, supplements, deficiencies, and a lot more. This is a jam-packed episode, so get comfy and relax and enjoy today's show. But just quickly before we start, if you're wanting to work with me, you can contact me via my email in the show notes or book into a telehealth naturopathic consultation with me via the Endeavor Wellness Clinic. The link is in the show notes below. Or to book into a consultation with Maddie, you can contact her via Instagram or her website. Okay, let's get into it. All right, friends, welcome. Welcome to That's Not It podcast. Today we have a really exciting guest. It is my good friend and peer, Maddie Galanti Hello. from Salisbury. Hello, darling. <laughs> so excited. Um, Maddie has recently graduated from Endeavor College of Natural Health with a bachelor's degree of nutritional medicine. During her degree, she also became a qualified kinesiologist and also a qualified bushflower essences practitioner. Today, we're going to be talking about all things nutrition, life, men's health, supplements, and lots of other juicy stuff. Cool. Let's I'm get so into excited. it. I'm so excited. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. All right. So where do you want to start? Let, let, let's start at the beginning. Oh, let's start at the beginning. How did you get here? Well, how do you get to Australia? Yeah. We can <laughs> wow. start there. I think that the most interesting quirky thing that people when I tell people they're like what is that the first thing that I bought when I came to Australia was a one minute noodle and I was extremely unhealthy was when I was in Italy I was 90 kilos I was having three pizzas a week I had mm. all the cardiovascular risks sign on me because I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day drink probably a liter of beer a week if not more so it was really that unhealthy European habits mm. and which everyone smokes in Europe and then I came to Australia and then I got sick and by finding that, finding out that food is medicine, I was like, what? So is that real? Mm-hmm. Is not that just the same? Like a saying that like when it rains, it pours. I thought it was just the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, it's real. So my dad was actually all right saying no to the dairy and no to this and no to the refined product. So I was like, dad, tell me more about it. And it was kind of like I was just easily mind blown about this. From, then I was like, well, why don't people know this? And if you can prevent all of these issues and diseases with preventative mm-hmm. medicine, why not do it? Um, and then I decided to be like, that's it. I'm going to study because um, I want to help people. Just preventing, preventive, pre- preventative medicine is the key to it everything. Is. If it you really think about is. it, yeah. it can save you so much money in the long run. Um, and it's really just the basic that you mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Um, so then... I started at Endeavour and that's how I met you. Being in class, I think it was a food biochemistry class. Yeah. So we were in a few classes together. What a journey. Um, and through the Endeavour journey, I've discovered the bush essences because two or three of my lecturers were like, because I love homeopathy, and they were saying, Maddie, I think that with the way your brain thinks and the way you behave, just they saw that. You know, some of the lecturers are kind of like, mediums I think Mm. (laughs) they were incredible they're like I think you would love bush essences and I think I had this from three people wow so I trusted that um and they were saying you know it'd be a great adjunct and it's vibrational medicine so it's still based on the homeopathic principles but it's it's especially it's unique it's Australian and then I've learned about them and I was like 
obviously in Australian people, it makes sense to use Australian flowers over the English flowers. Yeah. Because they have the same vibrational properties mm. as the person that's yeah, was born yeah. and bred under this crazy hot sun into this crazy strange weathers yeah. um, all over Australia. So I got into that and I, as I finished the course, then I there's a chapter in the Bush Essence book that talks about kinesiology, speci- specifically Touch for Health. Now, as you know, at Endeavor, we are taught about traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, which I think it gives us an extra tool to bring into a clinic mm. over traditional education when you don't when you don't have that constitutional background they have in traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda you're missing a point you're missing something mm. because when I see someone in clinic and I see something like a big eczema going or like extra weight sluggish that that raises red flags like pitta excess or kapha excess or you know like if someone's really angry you've got like the wood the typical wood signs or the kidney signs from traditional Chinese medicine. So I think that we were blessed with Endeavor um, learning of TCM and Ayurvedic medicine. And to what extent, to some extent, the Galenic, the um, early European. And I was just like, um, I discovered kinesiology touch for health, which is based on traditional Chinese medicine. Wow. So it was like a journey. I did not expect when I started Endeavor, which by the way, I was vegan, mm. as like same 80% of the people that studies at Endeavor yeah, start the vegan and vegetarian. <laughs> and by the end, we're all like smashing the steaks and the butter, 100%. All the Endeavor students can relate to this. There's only very few that remain vegan. Yeah, that is so true. And it's probably know. really unhealthy. Oh my God, yeah. scraping through their degree. And normally it's like <laughs> leaving off like raw balls <laughs> and kombuchas <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then and then what else and oh yeah and then having all sorts of thyroid issues oh. <laughs> not understanding why all why the zinc deficiencies yeah. that at the beginning on year oh. one and then by the end you're like yeah I'm more like a bit of a whole superhuman kind of more knowledgeable about all yeah the... with a thousand different herbs and products in our bathroom in the... drawers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you literally I have a supplement shelf do you have a supplement me shelf? too yeah <laughs> exactly and vitally yeah. is like Christmas. Yes. A Vitaly delivery oh. is like a. <laughs> oh, I, you should see my. I've got Oborn and Vitaly card at the moment, and it's obscene. Like I just go on there and shop, and I like I don't buy anything. Oh, I was like oh, very often I will, but you know my carts are probably like five hundred dollars at the moment. Oh my god. And I just like I just love them, all of these supplements that do all of these things. Oh my god, so good! And then you want to try all the things because you're like finally I can try all the things that I've been studying for the last three years. Yeah. Let's give it a try. Some work, some don't. Some work a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> you're like oh, totally yeah. felt that. That went through a bit too quick. <laughs> well, that kept me awake for the whole night. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. But too. we are the best experiments. Like we need to experiment on ourselves. I know, I know, and try, exactly. And try it so we can like, you know, I find that working in the health food shop, now that I'm starting to purchase all of these things for myself and take it for myself. On I top can, of Vitaly and Auburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can actually give an honest opinion of what this does to your body or like what you might feel or what happens if you take too much wow. like too much vitamin c or magnesium well this is why i also went on the carnivore diet because i was like i knew that it was great for specific condition like mm. autoimmune chronic inflammatory condition um but i was like i want to go through it to see it. i would prescribe that to people but do the upgraded version with fruit mm. as well not just steak and butter can we talk about that a little bit? Because yeah. I am not familiar with why you would 
prescribe something like that and what's involved. And then, because I know I was following your journey and I know that you also got your bloods done yes. and your markers were great. Your cholesterol was slightly elevated, which is normal. It depends. Yeah. And that, oh, that's, hold on, Alex, real quick side note. Cholesterol markers really Dumb. annoy me annoy, yeah. because they're not accurate. This is for anyone that's been told that they have high cholesterol. Don't you need to find out, out the, the particle size. If you're not knowing the particle size of the cholesterol, your cholesterol reading is fucking useless. useless. Really. I've seen people on extremely low-fat diet with extremely high cholesterol levels. Yeah. So cholesterol level, to me, you kind of have to look, again, you have to look at the broader spectrum of what, what's, what's the person's lifestyle and diet. You can't just look at cholesterol as an indicator of what's going on because cholesterol, it's more a sugar intake mm. i think mm. if because if you someone if you think about it someone a low-fat diet and they're having all sorts of lentils and refined products and maybe uh low fat yogurts with shit loads of sugar but they're still having high cholesterol which i've seen in clinic then you're like well how's the cholesterol high if i'm on a low-fat diet mm. but the thing that i had with my doctor a few months ago and because i went to i did all the bloods before and after the carnivore diet to see what how i was where i was sitting um, he was like, well, your cholesterol is elevated. And I'm like, my cholesterol is elevated because I am on an animal-based diet. Animal-based diet means that I am using fat f for fuel. Mm -hmm. So that means that the percentage of fat circulating in my blood is higher than someone that's not having animal product first and not, mm -hmm. not in ketosis, mm -hmm. which I was more. So I had to explain this to my doctor saying, this is why I have high cholesterol because I'm burning fat for fuel. Mm -hmm. So fat is circulating in my blood. And then he was saying to me, oh, that is a market for cardiovascular. I'm like, not really, because if you look at my vitamin D, it's not. If you look at all my other liver function tests, really not. So, yeah, yeah. And so, you're not overweight. Or and obese. I'm not overweight. You no. are active. And I'm smoking. Are, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, okay, one, you have high cholesterol. But like you said, it, it means nothing when you look at the whole picture of that person yeah. it wasn't it wasn't high it was like borderline you know like upper end yeah which is something that we are trained to kind of keep an eye on yeah but while the normal western medicine would wait until something goes out of balance to kind of go okay let's go down that way but my experience with carnivore so i was taught about carnivore diet from my lecturer amy and uni and she's like yeah my husband's been on a carnivore diet for like a year and i'm like a what like <laughs> Is that even legal? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> and I was like, what was he having for breakfast? Steak. What about lunch? Steak. What about dinner? Steak. And I'm like, what about fiber? What about the micronutrients? What about all the, what about everything? What about yeah. poo? Yeah. Which is a major indicator. Like you look at the poo, you're like, that's kind of your health. So it took me a solid, at least six, seven months before I did it. Cause I was like, I want to make sure that I want to try this and what's the reasoning behind it. And I had always a conversation with mm. my lecturer and also got to meet the husband and learn from even experience, like how, how are you going now? The carnivore diet is an extremely low calories diet, high fat, high protein. You have never any blood spike, blood sugar spikes. So your blood sugar is controlled all the time. Interesting. You have no inflammatory foods because meat, it's not inflammatory as people think is, mm -hmm. um, especially if you have good quality grass fed. And people, something that people don't know is that there's two sources of omega-3 in the world. One is grass and one is plankton. So if you eat the animals that eat this product, mm. like fish or cows or sheep, then you will have omega-3. Mm -hmm. So if you have grass fed meat, you will have omega-3. So meat is not inflammatory. Sugar is inflammatory. Yes. Refined grain is 
And this is the thing. So being on this kind of diet, it's a major eliminatory diet. Uh Um, I would not recommend that long. As in, I can't recommend because it's all about bioindividuality. But having an autoimmune chronic inflammatory condition, whatever, anything that's kind of like, you know, that's going to get worsened by sugar, alcohol, grains, um, potentially legumes, leptins. um, It's you really want to. You really want to um, dose it up. And what you want to do, you want to start on a carnivore diet with someone so they have no inflammatory foods and then you slow it for at least um, four to six weeks solid. The tricky thing about the carnivore diet is evacuation. Mm. They're like, you just don't go to the toilet. I used to go to the toilet twice a week. And if you tell it to any practitioner, you would We're go, like, oh, my God, that is severe <laughs> constipation. However, that got me rethinking, which is great. You know, we should all eliminate daily if we have fiber and all that stuff. However, I got to – that completely changed my view or anything that Endeavor ever taught me. Mm, interesting. About yeah, and we're all about you know learning and unlearning. Learning and unlearning. Learning. And a lot of the time, it's unlearning. <laughs> <laughs> I know, especially these days <laughs> with all the things. So if you think about what is poo, so okay, so poo is waste that the body doesn't want. And if you look at our, if you look at a salad, like that, which is all fiber, then the body doesn't want a lot of that. So of course, that out of like. Out of like that much, which I'm looking at 30, 25 centimeters worth of food, your body's going to eliminate 20 mm. centimeters worth of food because it's like, it's all fiber. The body doesn't want it. Fiber doesn't want it. Of mm. course, I'm just taking out the gut bacteria for a second because mm-hmm. yeah. that'll have a role in that. But if you look at a steak and it's a good solid, say, palm size, the body will only eliminate probably out of that palm size a thumb size because mm. all the rest it was useful for the body. So yeah. the carnivore kind of diet is generally concentrated on, it's a nutrient-dense focused diet. So they just look at the nutrient. So when I was thinking about the poo, like I wasn't evacuating as much, of course, because the body is retaining so much. Mm. That got rid of my anemia within six months. I was anemic for so long. And then um, I had, during that, because I did it twice, I had the best sleep, the best energy. Like I would never crash with energy. I had solid energy from 6 in the morning until 8.30 p.m. Never any um, afternoon slump. Mm. It was just solid. It was like I was like I had a spring in my ass just to go get up and get going, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so solid energy, um, memory concentration, great because you're always on ketosis. And I remember I was doing two massive units at the time, so that really helped. Mm. Um and I think that I think that it I knew that I know that it wasn't for me because I didn't have a chronic inflammatory condition. So doing that, that I didn't need it, I kind of stuffed up my microbiome that it's taken me a little while to go back and tolerate fiber because then your body gets used mm. to that. So it, then I couldn't even have two bits of broccoli and I would be so gassy just by two heads of broccoli, little heads. Yeah, wow. no, not a, no, not a head like Oh, you say like a floret? Oh, yeah, yeah. With two florets of broccoli, I couldn't handle it. Wow. So it's taken me, it took me six months to then be able to tolerate fiber again. Yeah, wow. So I appreciated it, but Mm. then you're like, you kind of want to know what you're doing when you do a kind of a diet. Yeah, yeah. You kind of want to have your why, that's why you do it, and you want to be supported by someone that kind of know what's going on in your body for that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So for those listening, don't run out and buy shitloads of steak and eat steak every day for two months. And also, to be honest, at the time, and I'm, you know, I did that with someone that was in my life back in the day, and I was fine mm. because my gut microbiome was fine. As it came out in my results test that I did, my GI 360 was like, the lady was like, I've seen really few of this GI 360 result. It was great. Amazing. But the person that I did that diet, he was literally pooing straight for one week because your body takes a little while to adjust to this low fiber and no sugar and you crash you have massive detoxification symptoms because your kick detoxification is kicking in so it's it yeah you kind of really want to know what you're doing if you want to get on the carnivore diet yeah and you have to have a reasoning why you're doing that yeah because would it be it's it would it be a diet that is only for a certain amount of time to help you know if you have a high inflammation would you only use a carnivore diet for a short time? It's not something that you would have for the rest of your life. No, the carnivore strict, um, no. And it's interesting because all the carnivore advocates are already shifting the the paradigm to go more, you know, you get your fiber from your fruit. Mm. So if you look at the main advocate, there was Paul Saladino two years back, he would only only go strict um, organ meats. Of course, in the carnivore, you want organ meats. To get the to yield the amount of nutrients, but mm-hmm. um, they're already shifting to oh, yeah, if you have seasonal low toxic fruit, then low toxic product, which is fruit instead of veg, then you're fine. So they're already shifting from going strict to going, and then honey, they love honey because mm-hmm. we used to, you know, it's all about the fact that you know we were thriving on meat, but then also with the season when it was summer, we were like binge eating on the fruit that it was available, your, your berries, your pawpaws that were growing. So mangoes, your mangoes, you know. <laughs> so that's that's the way Aboriginal used to. Yeah, right. Eat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We kind of went on the big rabbit big hole. Tangent, yeah. Big tangent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was finishing to Yeah, I was just finishing to say that's how I got into kinesiology. And and when you're in there you're kind of taught to get into a niche. Mm. You know, you're like, you need to find your niche. You need to find, and that to me is super daunting because you're like, that was daunting for me because I was like, well, I don't want a niche. I, like, why? Mm. If I get into a niche, then I'm kicking out so many people, so many potential people that I can yeah, potentially help. see. Yeah. So my focus then by the end of my degree was like, I want to concentrate on op- optimal health because you don't really find many nutritionists that will tell you to have beef liver and like beef liver sausages yeah. and stuff like that and yeah. fast. There are very few there. There's a lot that would say, oh, you have to have your granola with muesli in the morning. and Boring. Yeah. We're beyond that now. No. <laughs> I mean, it's delicious. It's got a place, but, you know, you ca- I kind of want to think outside the box when it comes to that and get people to optimal health. And then men's health kind of was thrown at me. When I was in clinic, I had my friends in clinic referring me their partners mm. to come to see me and they kind of knew that I could handle that. And and then I got this incredible opportunity to collaborate with Brotherhood for a few months. Um, in case um, you guys don't know, so Brotherhood is a men's health group that's based in the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. They exercise, I think, like four to five times a week. They go down to Berlin. And they don't only they don't act, they don't train together. They create like an incredible community, like a wolf pack, pretty much. Yeah. And they do breath work and meditation together. They do retreats together. Um, they concentrate on fasting, and that's what kind of my input was there. And it really made me fall in love with even more with men's health. But why? Like, why yeah. men's health? You know, if you think about it, there's kind of just two people here, men and women. 
if I don't really look at the men, it's 50% of the potential of my clients that are gone. And there's so much for female and hormone and gut health yeah. and all this stuff. It's saturated. The market is really, especially here in the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. And men aren't really talked about. There's not, there's not just not much for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're told to, you know, toughen up and mm. you get over it. And I, I see health as a triangle. So if you look at a triangle and with the, the modalities that I do, I assess with nutrition, the biochemical, with kinesiology, the structural, but also the emotional. And with the bush essences, it's more the emotional. Is that where your logo comes from? Yeah. So I changed my logo recently. So I had a sprout and then I'm like, well, I'm not really vibing the sprout anymore. So mm-hmm. I changed it to a triangle because to me, it's so important to fit, like to realize that when I, when I see a person, I can't only think one thing. I can't only think bloods, look at the blood tests and go, mm. that's how I'm going to treat the person. Mm. Especially if they've got one shoulder that's super high and the other one's super low. Or I can clearly see they have structural things happening or they're like coming to me grieving and go, well, that's your chia pudding, see you later. You know what I mean? Like I have to look at the whole of the triangle. Yeah. And if you look at men, a lot of the time men, they're treated only for the biochemical, for nutrition. Yeah by health practitioners so I, I realized that they aren't heard enough and there's just not enough offer and I thought that with the experience that I had with brotherhood I was able to hold space in such way that men felt that they could open up and I'm super grateful I you don't know you don't know how grateful I am about mm. the brotherhood experience that I had that I had men completely opening up about their um, their emotional life the past their sexual life but without feeling judged mm. and without feeling, oh, my God, there's a female, I can't talk to her. But also feel that they could be vulnerable, they could be themselves, their authentic self. And that is what I want from my clients. Yeah. I want men to be able to feel that they are heard mm. and supported mm-hmm. and be like, it's okay for you to feel vulnerable. Because something that I've learned recently, you know, Brina Brown, The Atlas of the Heart, the new book. It's yes, incredible. Yes, I haven't read oh it. Oh, my God. You need to read that. So there's a bit that he talks about vulnerability and it, it's like you're brave. If you're vulnerable, essentially you're brave Yeah. because you're opening up. Yeah. You're kind of, you're there for sharing. Yeah. So being vulnerable, it's not something to be ashamed of, but it's something like, oh my God, you're being super brave. And this man oh, out there, courage. it takes courage, but like yeah. these men are super brave to be able to want to work on themselves from like a physical, mental, emotional point of view. The hardest part is showing up and the fact that there is a space for them to come together and support each other yeah. and then have you to help them, you know, guide them through. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, wow. Yeah. So that was incredible. And, um, I think I've, then I've found out that there's plenty of, you know, these groups around the Gold Coast. So if a man out there want to start, they just have to kind of find where they live and there's, if there's something around mm. their area that can be done. Uh, but that, yeah, I love that in the last couple of years, it's something more. Let me just see. There's a really good one. I've lost my phone. Hold on. I need to find the phone without tipping over the mic. <laughs> I thing that I have loved in the last few years is watching the men's mental health space grow mm. into just there's so many different options. It is so, I don't know, for a lack of a better word, normal now. Like it, it encouraged is probably yeah. a better word. It's encouraged now to come out and and be vulnerable and work on yourself, work through any traumas that you might have. But do you know why this is great? Is that these people are actually creating a better environment in their life for themselves and their relationship. 
yeah and have future families and then like the effect that that has on to everyone around you it it just it's amazing i'm trying to find so anyone that's listening might know the influencer mitchell orville he was like um one of the key persons of angry dad way back when i actually don't know that but he was part of a fantastic men's mental health group that uh, always meet in the mornings. I need to find it. Yeah, you'll have to pass it to me when you find it because I love all that. I know. I'm just trying to find his business. Oh, just men's medicine. Oh, of That's course. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. So of course I the know The owner, I think you pronounce is Lino. Now, I have no affiliation with these yeah. guys at all. I just follow them on Instagram and I and I love watching them. Um, but, yeah, so men's medicine. And, hey, and the I feel like that um, the awareness that kind of Mitch brought to that group and then there was a few other kind of um, really – big influencers I guess and business people that that came together to mm. support men's medicine they threw in a lot of money and because it's oh, wow. like a, it's a charity essentially oh, wow. um has just skyrocketed and it's just amazing to see these groups come together and transform hundreds of men's lives which yeah. then yeah affects them, yeah. like everyone yeah and then it's great because sometimes they just rewire their purpose and they change lives and they actually change like oh I was I had these beliefs and I was this on trajectory of my life, but you know, I've no, I'm going to change. I'm going to do something with more purpose and I'm going to, oh, I'm going to have a better relationship with my partner because I'm yeah. actually discovering myself or even break up because she was not the one for me. Well, yeah. But it's like this kind of, it gives them more liberation and freedom to be their own mm. true authentic self that maybe was suppressed because you're like, oh, you have to be in a certain way. You have to fit in this scheme of this man and toxic masculinity. Mm. It's a massive problem of. I think there's also toxic femininity, but in talking about the men's health, you know, toxic masculinity, I've kind of met men in my life before that were behaving like toxic mm. masculinity. And it's, it's great that there's platform, there's spaces that can support men into kind of, you know, mm. be on more whole space. So with your journey with uh, the brotherhood or, and even in your clinic as well, what did you find that men were coming to you for or even maybe they were coming to you for something else but during your consultations and sessions like was there something that you found they were suffering from more than anything whether that be lack of boundaries or past female trauma anything you know what I mean like so what I've seen so interesting so men are very physical yeah so at the beginning they're like I just want to be the best and that's such a man thing to say. I just want to be the best. I just want to be optimal. That's kind of an optimal. Like my motto is your way to optimal. So when you come see me, it's kind of your your journey to be optimal. Yeah, yeah. So I want to be optimal. I want to be on top of my sports. My So the first thing is like I'm also into sports nutrition. And so that's a kind of a way to kind of approach. And then the more you talk about it, you get into their sexuality with themselves if they have a partner or either male or female whichever you want they 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 were experiencing and then also there was only always an emotional bit to the situation so it kind of always started from the physical the body because they want to feel look better Mm. and then you see all this underlining um underlining you know i haven't spoken about my sexual health to no one yeah um or there was like a, always a little bit of anxiety, depression, and it's huge. Mm. You know that the highest rate of suicide in population is Irish men. Irish, Irish men. men, specifically Irish. That tells Do you, you know a lot. why? 
I just I think because uh, it's all about the crack. It's all about the laugh, yeah. the joke. But these men just don't yeah. open up. And for someone that was in a relationship with few Irish men in their life, I can definitely you tell. Have a thing for Irish men. Oh, I used to. <laughs> man, it's big time. <laughs> but I just remember being, I don't know. Honestly, I think that the reason why I got into men's health is because, well, I have brothers and I had best friends in Italy and in Australia. They were men. And I just looked at them and I've listened to them and looked at them and like they just bottle everything in. Mm. And this is a bit of a, a personal um personal memoir that I have when I was with my ex-boyfriend which was Irish he was always the jolly of the every situation he was always having a laugh it was always about a crack and the drink and all that and then one day I was like he, he he just exploded in front of me in tears and he was like I don't know when I'll see my family again mm. and he just couldn't then hold the tears anymore he's like I just can't show my emotion and I'm like well why can't you mm. and I just remember looking at him going why is he just why can't he just cry and he's like I can't he said I can't cry mm. like I'm Italian I'm all about the drama I'm very happy to cry I do that you know when we're emotional we can't let it out but just hear from someone like I can't cry and my kinesiology teacher told me, yes, you can be nutrient deficient, but how about your emotional deficient? Mm. That was the last time the summer had a big shout or a, <clears throat> or a cry or a big sigh, you know? That's all part of the human experience. And by not crying, by not letting the emotion out, then you are not, you're, you're blocking a part of yourself pretty much. I'm going to see if this works. <laughs> it's people comfy. Feel free to do yeah, that I can feel. <laughs> if you need to move, you can move around. <laughs> That's right. I can feel my legs anymore. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Um, sorry. Yeah. Yes. So. And I'm like, I, I feel like there is a huge movement with, dare I say it, feminism. But there is a whole side <laughs> I can't stand fem. Sorry, I can't either. Don't worry. No. Modern modern day feminism. Modern this is day, what no. I'm going to call no. it. I think yin yang. Look at the bloody yin and yang. The balance, the perfect. There's one into the other. This is why toxic versus divine masculine and divine feminine. And the concept that I love about that, and you can't just go oh feminist because you're just like putting one gender only and mainly. No, if you look at how the yin and yang is, we are fluid. We have. Jade and Maddie, we have a masculine side, which is brought up, for example, when we are in our career, in your go, 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 mm -hmm. that's the masculine. But when you come home and you're with your partner, if you will have kids one day, we tune into the feminine. And same thing for men. They go out in the day, go, 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 masculine, 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 come back home, being able to um, take a look after our wa their wives, the children, and then they tune into more the feminine. Mm -hmm. So in a relationship and within ourselves as a single person, the yin and yang between male and female has to be balanced. It has to be. Because... If a female, she's always in that overdrive, male, 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 and she never gets to, like, you know, mm. um, tune into her femininity mm. and soften, mm. then it's it just really unbalanced. Mm. And, and sometimes that can happen through mostly from childhood, I think. Mm. You know, like some for some people, and you might be listening to this and be like, well, I don't feel like that way. Ask yourself why, <laughs> because that could be something that's worth exploring. Like mm. Maddie is like what you're saying, it, it should be fluid. We do have both. We're capable of having both. Um, and there's certain things, there's certain life stages that you will be more in one than the other, which yeah. is completely normal. But what I was saying was that I feel like men are sufferers of a huge societal pressure 
that we oh, put 100%. them on on this pedestal like they have to be the breadwinners they have to have these responsibilities be the bigger income earners I don't know, be manly be able to fix things I don't really know but but you know what I mean and yeah. I and I wonder that if a lot of that contributes to their mental health what feelings of competitiveness feelings like they're not good enough that they can't support their family when they want to and and I think that's where a lot of it may come from Mm -mm. you know and it's hard and when they're bottling it up as you were saying Mm -mm. um that's when we start to see high suicide rates or disease because I don't like to call it disease but I like to call it d's dash ease so you're not really at you're in a state of yes ease yeah yeah, 100%. Yeah. And um, I've learned years ago, I think when I first started getting learning about metamedicine and how humans um, display their emotion with diseases, mm. like Louise Hay is huge on this, you know. Have you read um, How to Heal Your Life? Oh, my God, girl, no. you must. So How to Heal Your Life or Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, it's a book that basically talks about that. Certain At the end, there's a like, little appendix that has all the D's eases and the reason why and the new affirmation to cool. self you say it's an incredible book it also talks about how children choose the parents it's not children they make children so children choose the parents because they have a path and you know, something to learn from them <gasps> to toughen up it's a massive concept you need to read this book it's oh incredible but um when i when i first started learning how emotion can affect our bodies um i've learned that if our creative process it's not put into the world we can definitely develop diseases. If you don't create something meaningful for this life, if we don't live without purpose, then what are we here for? Mm. If our creative channeling into this world is blocked, that's how people get sick because they can't be their authentic self. They can't project into this world themselves. And And we are unique. here to do, yeah. Yeah. And for female, something really important, you can't, if you can't create, you can't procreate. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, I think that was, that was incredible because create, that means, you know, yeah, it's a mirror of yourself into this world. It's, some, it's something that it's our business or it's something that we put into our arts and craft or hobby or something mm. unique that we put out of ourselves. And then if that's suppressed, whether you're a female or a male, then, you know, you can't really procreate mm. more or you just, it really triggers mental health or possibly these eases. So when a male or female will come to see you and you were mentioning how you're looking at, you know, your triangle there, so the emotional, the biochemical and the physical, let's talk about a little bit more about your kinesiology. Like oh, how that. does that come into it? Because I don't know anything about kinesiology. I know, well, I know the basics. You'll have to come in. Please I, come I in for a I would love a session. Please I'm, come in, yeah. 100%. I'll yeah. book you in. Come in next week. I will. <laughs> um, so kinesiology is a way to obtain information from your body by passing the brain. So all we do is muscle testing. So muscle test mean basically like um, I gently push down into certain muscles of your body. And if the muscle can hold, tells us something. And if it can't hold, tells us something else. More often than not, if the muscle can't hold, means there's a stress. Now, the muscles that we test are related to specific organs following traditional Chinese medicine and emotions. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole story. And if you literally put it all into perspective in a person, they're like, okay, well, I can, I will then be able to see what organs are shutting down, what emotions are coming up. 
And then what I also look is the gait, how someone walks, if someone's posture, if they've got the shoulder all tucked in, that's massive stress, um, sympathetic dominance happening. If your shoulders or if someone's sore, Mm. always always you're like oh why is the shoulders coming up why is this coming up and then you look at the patterns and it's basically i don't treat heal diagnose none of that that's gp for you not my job too much responsibility otherwise i'd be a gp Um, but all i do is literally put the body back into balance and we want the homeostasis we want you are your own doctor so i basically all i do is like i give your body a little touch for then the body go, oh, yeah, I can heal myself. This is it. And every time that I do a kinesiology balance, is always the emotional because mm-hmm. if you look at the organ, and sometimes it's so funny because sometimes if the spleen show up, which is the flavor sweet, mm-hmm. I go to my clients, did you have a sweet breakfast this morning? Oh, yeah, I had a brownie one. Well, there yeah. you go. That's clearly, <laughs> it's feeling that right now and you go and balance that and support that wow. and you support that organ. Yeah. Um, and then it, so it tells you the pattern. It tells you what elements are showing up. So wood in traditional medicine is the anger, mm. is like, oh, uh, what's anger? So like jealousy. Mm-hmm. And then you ask the person what's going on in this part of your life. And then a balance that I love to do is um, you basically muscle test and you ask about certain colors. So the colors are the elements. What elements is are the earth, uh, metal, water, and wood. And then you go, he's at grief. So grief is metal. And then you go and you go, is it about self? Is it about others? Is it about Mm. circumstance? And you muscle test and the body will tell you because if the muscle goes down, then you know that there's something happening in the area. And all it does, yes, then I do the balance, which involves like rubbing points, holding points, tracing meridians around the body, or just dive deep in a conversation with the client and go, what's going on? And maybe they go, light bulb moment and they go oh of course like I've been neglecting this part of myself you know what I said to one of my clients last year I was like you need to go and buy a dress you need to go that's it's really shouting you and your self-care and bring on more your femininity and now she's rocking incredible dresses and skirts and like oh my god I loved it and all it was you were just so just so simple but it Mm. actually access your subconscious flower essences do the same they are catalyst Mm. to change they get out what you can't hear they get out what it's down there and you just don't know but you feel it Mm -hmm. in pain Mm -hmm. or mental state but you just don't know what it is this is all that kinesiology and bush essence does something's really great about kinesiology that's why i wanted to put into nutrition is food testing it's food testing it's so great um so all you do it's literally you put the body into sensitivity mode and you get the person to either put food into their mouth, which I would not recommend in case someone get an anaphylactic shock, or put the food on the cheekbone, mm-hmm. on the um, parietal bone, which is here, on the cheek. And then if if the muscle can't hold, then the body's like, oh, this is stress. This is a bit too much for me. I can't handle it. Or the person can even just think about the food. Wow. So if you think about it, when I, and when I did it for myself, you can really fine-tune specific sensitivities, specific... Um, I can't diagnose allergies, but if there's a clear one to gluten and dairy, then you go, maybe not, maybe not. And with me, mine was, I remember that when I did it, when I was practicing it, um, uh, it was one slice of gluten, one slice of bread is fine. Two slices of bread, three slices, my body goes, nah. So see how you can fine tune how your body react to stressors. Yeah. And, or when I found out, I remember when I was, when I was in training, um, the lady that I was training with, she had, um, 
she's like, oh, every time I had a coffee, I always react. So it's like, is it the dairy? But it wasn't the dairy because she was menopausal and she needed the calcium. So what we find out, it was actually all the additives. So because I'm a foodie and I know all the labels things, I wrote down all the possible additives and she was reacting to all of them, but calcium as a supplement. Mm. So, and that was like, well, you're menopausal. So I think you should definitely, you're, 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 you definitely need to go either raw milk or just taking a milk that's fortified with calcium, which is better to get naturally. But and like, just avoid all the non-dairy crap with additives. Like, yeah. how powerful is this? Yeah, that's how amazing. powerful to go. Yeah, yeah. It it's a lot of so work. Yeah. simple, but so informative at the same yeah. time. And you just set up someone for kind of good. You're like, well, now I know what my body wants. Yeah, yeah. And then what I like at the beginning is I I like to see how how, how cute. The situation yep. is yep. if I need to see them every two weeks or monthly or every six weeks, normally if there's a new person every sec- every second week. And then you just kind of just balance them. And if mm-hmm. something happened, a big stressor in, in their life, they just come in. So it's really about them feeling Amazing. when they need. Yeah. What have you seen? Can you think of? And, you know, obviously, no, and take out any. Uh, what's the word like identifiers but yeah, yeah of course. can you share with us a story of your biggest transformation that you've seen with someone in your clinic yes um so i've seen a whole family i've been seeing a whole family um the partners and i haven't really seen the child yet but it's kind of always in the background and the transformation that these two people have done when it comes to food when it comes to their emotional state when it comes to themselves showing up for the world and then it just has been mind-blowing mm-hmm. I remember meeting the female mid last year and and I saw her recently again they just looked to a complete different person people wow. for the things they've then done in, in life and uh, from an emotional I don't want to go too much into detail but they they literally own themselves their emotion everything they're just like a solid authentic person while before they're a bit scattered and you know also something that i see a lot uh, in clients is that people love to own their diseases i have i am i am celiac i have arthritis i have a gut disease and i'm like okay great to acknowledge that this has happened but step out step away from that because you are jade Mm -hmm. you are not that disease Mm. So seeing these people transition to like, yeah, that's happened, but this is where I'm right now. And get them more in tune with their bodies, knowing, oh, I think I need a balance. I think that this food wasn't that right for me. It's so empowering because then I'll be there for them whenever they need me, but mm-hmm. they're kind of on their path, on their journey. Mm-hmm. And that just been just such an incredible, yeah, it's just been so that's incredible cool. seeing them. Yeah. And we got clothes, um, you know, they, yeah. I actually really care for them. And, and how the... When they come to you and they're so grateful for your work, and I'm like, I'm, I feel like I've literally done nothing. Mm. But they're like, Maddie, you've done so much. You've got no idea. Mm. It Just the first time, it brought me to tears because mm. I'm like, oh, my God. And, yeah, it that's been just the family that I've been seeing since. I love that. That's what year. a lot of this um, – a lot of the drive for me starting this podcast was to – share with the world how to reconnect with our bodies and how we can support it and listen and care for it in the way that we're meant to and not the way that we've been taught to right so that was kind of like hence the name behind that's not it like the way that we think health should be is not it's not it it. do you know why Why? i realized recently that the whole 
where we're at right now with the medical system is that and everything we give our power away yep we give the power to the doctors to the to any health practitioner to say this is what's going on with you this is what we have to give you mm-hmm. and then if you don't get it, a lot of times they're like but why no you must take the antibiotic yeah. you must take this to yeah. feel better um which it's not about antibiotic because sometimes they need it but the thing is like the power you are your own best doctor and people don't know that and i would love to share this to the world and actually push it like i am not here to fix you to heal you you're not broken Mm -hmm. you don't have to when i hear people saying i'm fucked Mm. i'm like you take that bad self-talk out of my clinic (laughs) right now yeah because why you wouldn't tell your best friend you're fucked you're broken you wouldn't tell this don't even tell that to yourself love that but it's really about reconnecting body, mind, spirit all together. Feel how you feel. Honor that's okay to feel like that. Move, move forward instead of going. Oh, I've been told that I've got anxiety and depression, and that's the only option for me. Like, no, actually, no. Mm. Your body and can do everything. People have taught us Wim Hof. Look what the heck Wim Hof is teaching the world about the power of your brain. Mm. How can your breath and your mind just can get over pretty much everything and this is something that i touch like just a little bit but i remember sometimes this is really stupid may sounds really stupid but sometimes when i'm in pain i've lived like this morning i put i put my ankle like in a bit of a silly way and then i was like okay it's it hurts a little bit to walk but i breast through it mm-hmm. and i was like it's just pain it will come and it will go and i completely forgot that that, that, yeah. that even happened if you sit and just wait, especially if you meditate and you feel like, oh, there's an itch, there's a pinch, there's a pain, just watch it. Don't have to change it. Don't have to control it. Just watch it. Your body knows. Your body just, the power of breath. Can we, I have, let's, I, for me, I think reconnecting with your body through breath work, mm-hmm. for me personally, I've had two insane breath work Oh, like, I don't even sessions, know, sessions, yeah. I suppose, mm-hmm. that have changed my life. And I think for anyone, and this is, I would actually, I haven't actually told anyone this, but I would really like to become a breathwork facilitator. <gasps> Amazing. To bring that into my practice because it is, I've tried meditation for years and I think anyone listening to this podcast will be able to relate to the fact that, you know, you set your little goal. Yep, I'm going to meditate for this amount each day. And maybe for a while there, you're really good at it, right? <laughs> But it is so hard to keep a consistent meditation practice of where you sit down and, you know, people think that the goal is to not have any thoughts. That's not Mm. the goal of meditation at all. It's to be, it is to follow the breath. Well, I mean, there's different forms of meditation. I should probably say that. But the most common one that we all think is being sitting there in complete stillness, which it's not about that. It's acknowledging the thoughts that come through and letting them flow right out and continuously coming back to your breath anyway I've tried that for years and I do enjoy it and I use that technique if I like in the moment if I'm at work and I had something I don't know I had like a really nasty customer or just anything anything in the moment where you're just like feeling a bit frazzled I will take like 30 seconds to just take a deep breath in and reconnect but breath work as in a session that lasts for 60 minutes wow I've never done a 60 minutes incredible can i talk let's talk about can oh. i talk about yeah, my yeah. experience it yeah 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 i've done two the first i did it was like april last year 
That was my first ever session. That was with a Gold Coast company. It's called the OM, the like V-O-M. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I can't remember the facilitator names, but they were incredible. And it was only, I was so nervous because I kind of knew that I would probably cry, right? And I didn't want to cry in front of all of these strangers, really. And when I got there, there was eight people. Um, and to kind of, like, every single one of us were feeling like that. No one walks into a community hall with strangers and wants to cry in front of them and break down and whatnot. <sighs> but but to do to kind of get through that, you do little exercises to break down your walls. So the first one was we danced. We put on Cardi B yeah. and we danced. It was actually wet pussy. And this chick was like twerking and everyone was doing their thing. And it kind of <laughs> just like, just chills everyone out they're like we're all human we're all here for the same thing no judgment and then we did another exercise where you get partnered up and you just talk to them and you just find you talk about anything really you find out about them or whatever and I my lady happened to be able to connect with her angels and she was also I'm sure she was also a kinesiologist I want to say she was a kinesiologist and then after that you we hugged we hugged for like five minutes and it was just amazing to feel your body soften the way that it did. And then after all of that, you kind of, you know, feeling very relaxed. You're not feeling anything about judgment. You lay down and then you start breathing. There are also different breathwork techniques. Mm. I cannot remember the name of the one that I did, um, but it was the one where you don't hold your breath ever and it's all mouth breathing. Oh, wow. So you take in a deep breath and you, you kind of envision the breath coming in through your mouth down into your lungs like a big circle and it comes straight back up and you're releasing it. But yeah. there's no pause. So you're constantly doing that. And then with that, they had also um, put together a music soundtrack of amazing like African beats and all sorts of different kind of uh, melodies and whatnot. And the way that they've done it is it pretty much guides you through your breathwork journey. So at the start, it's kind of like slow to kind of get you into it. Right in the middle, it's intense. Like, and before it's breathing you know without it, breathing, breathing. Yeah. And before you know it, you have completely disconnected to the outside. Wow. And your breath is almost pretty much in sync with the intense beats of these music. And that's when you are right in the peak of your breathwork journey. And then towards the end, you'll come out of it. That first breathwork journey I had I had a two huge releases and so when you're taking in that much oxygen your muscles cramp up right and oh, wow. essentially you become paralyzed I was paralyzed <gasps> I was conscious and I knew exactly what was going on but I also had no control over my body and my hands like I wish we were had like a webcam to show huh. the listeners but my hands like cramped up into this tight little claw and like Picture your hand being in the direction of like touching your wrist. If you were trying to touch your wrist yeah. with your fingers, that's how my hands were stuck for like a full 60 minutes. My arms were pinned out. My legs were pinned out. And I just had whole body emotional releases where I was sobbing and screaming and like my face was paralyzed. So like the sounds that were coming out of my mouth were like these far out <laughs> animalistic howls. Because I couldn't, my, my mouth was frozen in the shape of like an O. It was so, like, I'm so glad. I'd, I would have hate to have seen what I looked like it's from right. It's all about the release. And then I connected to my higher self. I mm. seen me looking at me 
and she, and like I was smiling and laughing and being like it's okay like it's everything is going to be okay like and I just in that moment felt so comfortable anyway that was my first one the second one I did probably a couple of months ago and just life and people that I've met in the last couple of months have I just always think that I meet people for the right reasons and it put me in touch with this lady who is a free facilitator and she does does this out of her own like oh my god kindness of her heart her name's Melissa and I will be forever grateful for her entering my life because she is just such an incredible woman and she was holding a oh it was the last full moon of the year oh it was December and um again she it was the same technique so i was familiar with it and uh she set it up in her own house so she had like your own private sections you know into her like lounge room and kitchen and stuff it was really really nice so we started off the session with a um like releasing ritual so she had a little fire pit outside of her in the backyard and we wrote letters to whoever for whatever whatever we wanted to let go of that night so I wrote a letter to myself, forgiving myself for all of the self-negative talk and just stuff that I didn't want to carry anymore. And then gave myself permission to be accepting of who I am and, and really step back into myself because for a while there I kind of felt like I was navigating all of this new territory I I kind of felt like I had lost myself when really I was there the whole time I just all of the negativity got in the way of that so I gave myself permission to really step back into myself and Mm. and be unapologetic in the way that I approach things or my behaviors or thoughts and opinions and I think it was almost a catalyst again to this podcast is because I for so long have been so scared of sharing my opinions and views, you know, because whether that I don't want to upset anyone and I don't want to be in a confrontational kind of situation or what if I say the wrong thing, but then I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking care anymore. Like everyone else is entitled to their opinion and you and I might have two different views on something, but that's okay. And yeah. like, I can sit here across the table and look you in the eyes and be like, I love you for that. Like yeah. that's the way that you feel like that. Like, that's yeah. great and that anyway it was a bit of a tangent <laughs> um and then I also wrote a letter to my should I say it? I don't know if they're gonna be listening to this I know I wrote a letter to my parents oh, yeah. and it was pretty much just forgiving them for things that I was carrying on my mm. shoulders for so long and really tapping into that I don't know if you want to call it childhood trauma because I feel like Oh, I don't know. Let's just for the sake of the conversation, call it that. Like yeah. it was just a, a burden and that I'd carried for so many years and I forgave them because then I realized everyone is just doing the best that they can, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. are do. They did the best that they could with, you know, and they still are. And I, so after we did that, then we got into the breath journey and I left this planet I, I, I had, I don't know where I went, but I wasn't in my body and it was the most incredible experience I have ever had in my life. I tried to process it. I can't, I just, I cannot put my finger on where I went, what happened. I have no idea. The last thing I remember is I was again, like I'm awake. I'm looking, I was looking at the side of her kitchen and it, I had the, it was like all black, and it was like this iridescent orb 
of light and it was white light and it was like pew like it was like pinging i don't know how to explain wow. it it was like like a ball of energy but it wasn't a distinct sphere it was i, I remember i consciously remember look, looking at it and being like is that a face and i was trying to figure out if it was a face but it didn't look like a face but it was good energy anyway you must have gone th- you know there's different bodies so this is the physical body etheric etheric mm. you must have kind of stepped out yeah of some of them yeah and tapped into the the more energy you know, side or something energy i yeah uh, i don't know you, you went quantum there girl I, did, man. <laughs> I was on a quantum journey i freaking left this earth plane and then melissa i don't remember this this is what she's told me she obviously i was having she goes i i had the biggest release that she's ever seen so i was like okay thank you i right. guess that's a compliment um she came over to help me through it and then from that moment i i left and so from what she told me was that I was kind of looking off to my left and she watched my eye. She goes, you were following, like I was following something. My eyes kind of like slowly gaze from my left all the way up and back to the right. And then I don't know how long I was there for, but when I came to, again, my body was paralyzed and she was tapping on me, moving the blocked energy and telling me to breathe. Cause she's like, you weren't, you were hot. You were so angry that I stopped breathing. And I, and she was trying to push the energy and move Ow. the breath Ow. out wow. because she goes, you were just, you were, whatever you were communicating with, you were angry and you were trying to move through it anyway. And it was incredible. And then when I came to it, I finally kind of breathed my way out of it a lot earlier than everyone else. And then I had to go to the toilet because I felt so sick. I don't know. I did end up spewing. I spewed everywhere when I got home. And she was so nice. She put me in the shower because I had to ground. I was like, it was was incredible. And anyway, and then we had a chat and I, like I said, I I tried to process it. And she said that she was like, listen, like things might come up for you soon that, you know, but nothing did. And I don't feel like I ever need to revisit that because whatever I did that night, I let go a lot of stuff. And I feel like that just that breath connection has changed my life. And I would love to be able to offer that to people who are feeling what you were just saying, like they're stuck or they don't know where to go or they're self-limiting beliefs. And we all have them. Yeah. But or even childhood trauma. I was just going to say, I was just going to think in that, you know, all these beautiful practices that are out there, if it's kinesiology or the bush essences, mm. or I did some biosacral, um, bio, uh, biodynamics, um, craniosacral therapy, breath work, meditation, it's literally what's the point? Mm. The point is to get you in your body and release and yeah. get stuff out and process and actually, yeah, I'll make you own yourself because yeah. we're not really taught the medical system doesn't teach us to, um, doesn't teach us to feel and be. Mm. and I think it's great that you and, and, and I and it's a really exciting time for natural health because we have all these all new things that are coming out and we're still kind of researching them and finding mm. out how they work but the whole point you go like what's the whole point of doing this it's literally to kind of make you Reconnect. feel and own it and release because yeah. to me the biggest thing in my life was homeopathy mm. um, a homeopath is an absolute legend um, and I had the biggest release with homeopathy Cool. Uh, because and once it's so funny, you know Ignatia. Mm-hmm. You've done homeopathy, so no. Ignatia, he 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 helped my asthma not with a lung remedy, but with a grief remedy because grief is stored in the lungs. So I had this massive lungs thing throughout my life, and one day 
so he's in Perth. I left it. I left him some of my hair. Mm. So he's got some of my hair, and he actually sends me remedies just by putting the remedy in the same machine with my hair wow. in a bottle, yeah. and I get it. But one day, because every few months I go, I feel like I need a, you know, I need to work with you again, and he'll send me more remedies, and via energy. Which, if you tell this to people, it's like it's easier for people to believe in Star Wars than to believe mm-hmm. it's it sounds so sci-fi. Yeah, but does. I'm like it's happening because I was in the middle of an exam in uni, and I felt like I needed to cry, mm-hmm. and I got a very bad mark from that exam. What exam was that, by the way? It was clinical skills one. Oh, I was gonna say it was a clinical examination. It was because that was me. No, <laughs> far out. It was clinical skills, and I had to take a, a client. And I was like crying. I was like, I'm so sorry, John. <laughs> John was like, the lecture was right behind me. Like, I don't know what's going on. I think I got a, like a 60%. And I'm Still good pass. at taking clients, but yeah. you know, but I was just like, I was an emotional mess. And then I walked past into student service and I was crying. And Rita, the student service lady, was like, Are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on with me. I was oh. like, So, but I got into the car and I get a text from my homeopath saying, I've just sent you a remedy. Let me know how you process it. I'm like, I had an exam this morning, Phil. Why did you not tell me before? So I felt his remedy coming over. Wow. I had it. That was my response. And then I was in my car and I was like, yeah, it's fine. Great. I had it all. Like it all came out. Yeah. (laughs) See, I feel like the moral of the story is to reconnect, to find what's best for you. You have to try new things. Like Mm. if, and this is what, like, it's so cliche, but everyone's always if you want change you have to change the way that your life is and that means doing things that you've never done before so go and do go and see a homeopath go and see a kinesiologist yeah you can do both of those things if you come and see maddie (laughs) (laughs) because nothing changes unless nothing changes exactly so i want to take it back just real quick because i want to talk about how we can support our mental health whether that be men's or females our our children as well like you're talking supplements yeah maybe let's talk about supplements and food like what what i know it's a really generalized question and aside from the basics cut out fat terrible fats like maccas you shouldn't be eating that shit anyway yeah (laughs) and um refined you know carbohydrates and sugars for those who don't know what we mean when we say that it's things like chips and bakery foods and lollies and things that if you look at the ingredients you have no idea what it is or if it's a color or a word that you can't pronounce and you probably shouldn't be putting that in your body and if there's like more than five ingredients that you go yeah probably not Probably not. Yeah. Did I tell you that I'm writing a massive, this has been going on for like a long time now, nearly a year. I'm writing a workshop to teach people how to read the food labels. Yes. But eventually I will put that as a resource on my website, downloadable. But it's taken me nearly a year to put all that resource together because it goes into gems, peanut butter, milk, bread, and just explain this is why we have, this is what to look yep. out for, this is worst, better and best product. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic, Maddie. Right. I yeah, can't wait for that to come so out. Long. I need that because, I mean, I there's a lot of um, preservatives that oh, I only know a handful compared to the thousands that there are. No wonder it's taking you so long. So long, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so but. let's talk about what's, what are the best ways that you as a nutritionist, kinesiologist, all of the great things that you do, can how we can support us either with supplements and food so i just want to do a little uh, thing for men here because yeah. we were talking about men's health so the key nutrient for men is zinc yes um did you know that every time men ejaculate they um, ejaculate five milligrams of zinc 
Whoa. Whoa. That's a lot. That's a lot. So if you think about it, um, the therapeutic dose for zinc is 15 to 20 milligram. Interesting. So if you ejaculate five milligrams every time, you kind of and you kind of could be deficient than if you have frequent um, mm. intercourse in the week. So this is really interesting because zinc is a key nutrient for skin health. Mm-hmm. So if you look at all those teenagers and all those people with massive pimples, <laughs> it's funny, but it's so true. You go, darling, my love, you are definitely there for some zinc supplements. So if you're a man, uh, just get onto some zinc. Mm. Um, you want to make sure the best forms are zinc citrate, um, zinc picolinate, if you can find it. Um, start at the baseline of 15 you can even up to 20. I feel it's a good, but 15 mm-hmm. to 20. I think the therapeutic range is actually 15 to 30 milligram. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're having that away from coffee or tea. And yes. Because it that binds it. That is a big it. one. I, the amount, I tell people that all the time yeah. at the food shop. No one has any idea. Any idea. And they have all They're like, oh, I'll have it with my coffee yeah, in the morning. they all do. So, no, it needs to be away by, I say, a minimum an hour. What yeah. do you say? I think the best it would be two hours because some people will have slower digestion. Of course. So, I would allow two hours because then the food will be in the smaller bowel by then. Mm. Um, so, and after breakfast because you definitely don't want zinc on an empty stomach because it could make you sick make pretty you much sick, yeah. like i yeah i've learned it the hard way <laughs> and do you suggest i always suggest as well when someone is taking supplements and it always says it on the bottles so zinc should not you shouldn't be on that forever you need to take a break though so this is the main thing with supplements so um Ideally, we don't want supplement. Ideally, I don't want someone on supplement because we want so the supplement is a nutrient and the nutrient comes from our food. Mm. So if you're just starting off on your health journey, supplementation can be incredible. If you've got an acute thing going on, like you're sick or you've got, I don't know, some gastro happening or you've got some skin, whatever it's happening, you really want to think about supplements like a great Band-Aid, mm. but they're a Band-Aid. So when I hear people going, I've been taking this supplement for two years and I'm like, why? Mm. And they don't even know. So I'm like, oh yeah, my friend suggested it. That's great for me. I'm like, yeah, but it could be great for your friend, but may not be great for you. So supplementation, it's a bit of a big monster because there's a lot of people that take it without knowing what they're taking. They're taking stuff that they bought from the markets that's probably not bioavailable, that's made from someone's garage and it's not TGA approved. So who knows what's happening? It's binding nutrients left, right and center. Yep. Like there, I see so many of these people or they come into the clinic and they're literally coming with a box and they're like, I take seven to eight to 15 supplements per day. And I'm like, why? why like, I don't know. Like it's just been building up. So I think you should really just do a podcast just on supplements. I know. Really I think we're going to need to. But it's just, just a supplement talk, just really like, What's the reason behind supplement? Have they been prescribed? Are they practitioner only? So ask yourself this question, looking at a cupboard and going, what's the reason behind this? Especially, And I, could, I think the th- same thing could be for herbs. Like why is someone taking hormonal herbs for like months and years? Like have you been followed by someone? Mm. Do you know what you're taking? Because a lot of the herbs are also compounded. So you, you can just take them in a, mm. in a tablet form of like B or C grade. It's like, it's really not great. You don't really know what you're doing with your hormones. So... And my ideas behind supplements being we eat this amount of food per day. I'm like envisioning like a like a big plate yeah. of food, maybe two or three plates of food, and supplements are like that much per yeah. day. So what is going to have a major impact, food or supplements? So if mm. we can 
have a major impact with food, um, that'd be great. Supplements are a, a little bit of a temporary band-aid. So, but if someone has never done anything, it's a man wants to be like, okay, let's just start something. Zinc is great. Zinc is the main men health, men's health. Let's. I've just pulled it up here. I just want to, I think it's a great time to really interject here as well. When we are talking about these supplements and I think that a lot of the time what you were saying is people don't even know why they're taking them, right? Mm. They listen to a podcast, they listen to it on Instagram, something, they go, oh, Oh Oh my God, yeah, Instagram told me that that's great. And they don't, so you're wasting money. Please go and get a blood test. Granted, you actually can't get a blood test for zinc. No. However, there are some deficiency signs which I have for you to maybe consider here. Yep. Have you got some too? I've got them in my notes oh, as well. Do you want to go through it? So some of the deficiencies that I see most, let me just, I've literally, this is so funny because I've got. You, yeah. I've got it. Not So um, as natural health practitioners, we are taught to look at someone's eyes, hair, nails, skin, mm-hmm everything the sclera the gums and that tells so much because do you know what do you know what i really love look at vets vets look at a dog they know exactly what's going on the dog can't tell them Mm. i would love to be able to be someone like that for a human being and go me too yeah i can see what's happening i don't have to ask you i don't have to ask you too many things so what what can zinc tell us zinc um unless someone's got fake nails like i can't have right now yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) um Zinc does this horizontal lines, which are pretty clear. So I invite everyone to look at their hands and see if they've got any um, horizontal lines happening. Um, they can be three things. They can four things. They can be either a zinc deficiency, a calcium excess, a calcium deficiency, or you just hit your nail. Mm. So that's mm. when you kind of have to go, what's happened? And you'll see that um, calcium excess and deficiency, it's temporary. Mm-hmm. But zinc kind of stays. Um I remember I had one because I had a lot of cheese in a short amount of time and then it just went away when I stopped with cheese. Interesting. Yeah. It was a calcium excess. Yeah. And then the bump will stay. Yeah. The zinc, if they're more roundish, it's more like a bump. But if they're like clear, straight horizontal line, it's probably be a zinc. Mm. And I see that a lot when it comes to teenager, when it comes to late teens, they don't want to experiment with veganism, when their nutrition's mm. not really a pick, that you'll see that a lot in teenagers. Um, what else is zinc? Uh, oh, just, just, that hair loss hair loss could be one alopecia is quite common or um or the white spots on the nails as well as the lines i always find that as a the, the ridges like the horizontal ridges no they're just like white little marks yeah on yeah. your lines i mean on your nail beds. and i think that the quantity will tell you the extent of yes. it so i've seen once i've seen do you know when you get your nails done and and you take them off and you have white lines everywhere mm. that they, they don't look crap they don't look really great. I've seen a person having that amount of zinc line that she looked like she just had fake nails being removed. I was like, how is she oh functioning? Yeah. I couldn't say anything because I was at a clinic, but I was like, oh my God, that amount of zinc deficiency, far out. Yeah, because zinc, in my opinion, is probably one of the most important nutrients. It that is. is. the catalyst to yeah. so many different... 300. 300. And second is magnesium. Yeah, exactly. So some, some effects of deficiency can be um, impaired smell and taste, which I think is really interesting. Um, Like poor immune, the confusion, iron skin lesions, a little bit of diarrhea or bad skin because you said that was um, key nutrient for skin health and um, behavioral disorders, which I would love to research a little bit more into that and children, right? Well, 
something that I've said a couple of, I think I was with Brotherhood a couple of times. I'm like, it's so easy for, uh, not us, but doctors to diagnose kids with ADHD and ADD. And then you go, well, how, what the heck are these children eating? Yeah. They're eating stuff packed with colors and additives that give them hyperactivity and then they're undernourished. Exactly. So it's how easy is that we just label and then we just actually don't look at the cause. My last uh, podcast was on ADHD and <gasps> children. So if you haven't listened to that, I would strongly suggest Go you do. <laughs> um, okay. And then I've got here some little foods. Well, little foods. Some foods that we can suggest for zinc. Beef liver. Yeah, beef <laughs> liver. I still haven't tried your beef liver recipe yet. I'll admit I'm a bit frightened. <laughs> so I'll just help you out. So I've, I got the great butcher, I reckon. So this butcher in Kulangeta. And once a week when they get all the offals, which is organ meats, they make offal mince. So they have beef mince mixed in with liver if you don't want the dirty work of doing that in your food processor, which I've done and my flatmate hates it, but she's traumatized for that. <laughs> Blending in her food processor beef liver, looking like I just had a murder scene. She was like, Maddie, not a vibe. So these guys do that for you. And they also sell superfood sausages with beef, heart, um, liver and kidney all together. It doesn't taste too bad and there's no preservative. So it's incredible because Love you're actually that. having top nutrients all mixed in. Okay, I'll give, I'll, I will have to give that a go. It's been on my mind. Well, now that you're down here, you should really come and check it out. If not, desiccated organ meats from ancestral nutri- nutrition. I think that's a great way to start with zinc. Okay. Oysters. Treat oysters. yourself Treat yourself to some. Sure, I've been craving oysters lately. Maybe I'm a little bit low. Yeah. And it's been the weirdest thing. Like, I never eat oysters. Listen to your body. Your body and oysters knows. is, correct me if I'm wrong, but the most nutrient-zinc. Yeah, mo- well, for zinc, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but I was, before I was talking about beef flavor because it's the it's the most nutrient dense, dense. food on the planet. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's okay. why. But yeah, oysters would be the main one. And if you go out and you'd be like, yeah, I'll just have like six. I think like half dozen is good. The pretty much what you want, and you don't have to do it every week. You can do it like every mm. second week to begin with, making sure that again you don't have anything in that meal that would bind to and that. An aphrodisiac. <laughs> I know. Apparently, that was a thing. I wonder if that's because of the effect of zinc that would just be so just balancing for the libido, body maybe yeah. I don't know. well you know you have the whole zinc Sex you know hormones. in men's health yeah who I knows like there's some energy healing going on there but also it costs so much you're like well yeah. that's kind of well like now after paying for like this dozen of oysters it kind of has to happen mate <laughs> <laughs> making money worth it <laughs> all right so we've got oysters liver um what about things like cheese Beans, yeah, tofu beans. for the vegans and vegetarians. I think it with that would have to be more nuts and seeds. However, mm. and a lot of people don't know this is that when you look at plant food into what the the nutrient yielding capacity, it's never about the nuts and seed, but it's about the soil that they're growing on. Mm. So if your nuts and seeds are coming from, I don't know, somewhere that you don't know, some that's somewhere that heavily monocrop, they, they're not probably have many nutrients in them. But if you buy local organic seeds that you know that the soil is going to be richer mm. and it's going to have more of that selenium, magnesium and zinc. Because nuts and seeds are uh, basically super rich in micronutrients. Mm. So this is why, you know, they're great for the diet because it gives you that extra magnesium, zinc, selenium, vanadium, molybdenum, so all the little micronutrients. But if the soil is not rich, then they're mm. not going to have much. But 
They're also up there with some of the most heavily sprayed yeah. produce. So really, I think they need to be insecticide-free, organic. Yeah. Which, yes, they are expensive, but you really don't need to eat that many no. per day. Nuts slow down your digestion. Mm. So even in Ayurvedic medicine, you should only have like a very little per day. You only need like a sprinkle. You don't have yeah. to have, yeah. you know, 20 walnuts per day. And if I were to choose, I probably would go with like seeds over nuts because mm. nuts can be, again, very toxic, very heavy to digest. And if they're not activated, I react with almonds so much. I can't have almonds anymore really? because they have too much oxalates. Uh, oxalates yes. a massive binder so anything raw that it just can be really mm. full on for your gut so anything like with the spinach and your oxalate mm. you kind of want it cooked or reduced into that you want the almonds to be activated soaked. or soaked and all that to reduce because yeah. they are anti-nutrients so they mm. bind to everything that they find iron calcium zinc magnesium and you just the oxalate are just not fun same mm. thing with the phytates in the legumes this is why you have to make sure that you soak them you you rinse them you soak them and then you boil them for like a long period of time see i feel like that's a whole other podcast too is how oh to God. correctly prepare these foods that people think is so healthy to that I haven't. I used to be massive when I started Endeavor into all this, and I've kind of forgot. I went into the meat. Yeah. <laughs> get some pork on your fork. That's what I have. And I, sometimes I get, oh, Manny, but you're nutritionist. Why do why you have bacon? I'm like, well, that is exactly why I have bacon because I am homegrown, grass fed, locally produced, organic. <laughs> exactly, and it's good. I think, I think, pork is one of the highest. Oh, what was I was reading last week. Pork has got one of the... Yeah, so um, pork is really high in selenium. Um, kidneys are really high on DAO and DAO. So if someone's got troubles having breakdown histamine yes. with a DAO enzyme, that's yes. that's in kidneys. So having kidneys... Mind you, kidneys suck. They are disgusting. I had wow. the terrible idea of having a berry smoothing and put a third of a kidney, frozen kidney, because who hasn't got frozen kidneys in the freezer? <laughs> Who puts them in their smoothies? <laughs> well, I did try. Oh, my God. I was gagging. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> could not have it. My flatmate was having the biggest laugh at it. Not a vibe. Try to have kidneys with the liver and with the mince. Noted. <laughs> my God. On their own, it was the worst smoothie on the planet. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's kind of it. Other nutrients that are kind of I think would have to go vitamin D. Yeah. Yes. Vitamin D because, and this is again, you can't synthesize vitamin D in your body if you don't have cholesterol. Yep. So people that are on a very, very low cholesterol diet, I don't actually remember the chemical pathway, but I think that the the UV light hitting our skin uh, binds, like it kind of creates something. Oh, I, this is really bad. I should really know this. I might have this. But all I know is like cholesterol really helps with the vitamin D synthesis. Um. And then vitamin D, and it goes into hydroxy. It's like inactive 25 form. 25-hydroxy. Well, that's the active form. Ah. But there's two forms. You have the one that cholesterol binds, gets it to the kidney. No, to the liver first, and then goes to the kidneys. And then from the kidney, it becomes the activated form of vitamin D that travels through the body and have all the incredible immune. I think you've got immune there, bone health. You've got... Uh, Mate, vitamin, what doesn't it do, vitamin it D? It does everything. Um, it's great for sight, uh, hair, I'm pretty sure. Hormone, well, hormone, hormone. Vitamins, yeah. So skin health, eye health, cardiovascular health. Yeah, hormones. 
hormones oh that is a huge and one. cholesterol is a cholesterol is a uh, it's well uh, hormones aren't produced if you don't have cholesterol in your body yeah because they're sterile so they are you know so ladies if you think you by having a cholesterol free diet, diet is doing you good it's actually probably the worst thing you could possibly do i met a woman's <laughs> one that she was fruitarian for so many years and she's like that completely ruined my health yep if you think about it all this crazy diets raw vegan if that works for you great you're entitled to do whatever you want with your body there you go but is that the one you're looking for oh my god can you i think we were in this class good together. old endeavor oh yeah. my god so what happened is that you have the cholesterol with the uv light permeates sur- surface and skin layer all right there you go so it kind of like see that is what needs to be explained in there yeah. but it's basically the cholesterol reacting to the uv light it becomes pre-vitamin d pre-calciferol and then becomes vitamin d so that happens the pre-vitamin d which is the inactive form happens in the liver and the active vitamin d3 it actually happened in the kidneys and then it gets distributed around in the blood and then in the tissues sent to your liver your adipose tissue and your muscles and your muscles yeah. yes um so this is really important. But also this also happens, um, skin layers, but also in your eyes. Yes. So when you look at, this is why I'm really massive on sun exposure in the morning, mostly in the morning because daylight, that's it. Uh, daylight um, is like, if, it, if you're out right now, which is like 11 in the morning, it's a bit too harsh and you can actually damage your retina. But if you go early in the morning and you look at a sunrise, the sun is, yes, it's strong enough, but it's not hard enough in your eye health. Mm. But you'll still be able to trigger vitamin D production just by looking at the sun. So anyone, throw away your sunglasses right now. <laughs> throw away that Cancer Council sunscreen. sunscreen. Yes, that's another important note. You, you have to have your skin exposed with no sunscreen on it. Uh, bellies and thigh for at least 20 minutes a day um and if you have a backyard go naked naked what about sunning your butthole yeah i was <laughs> did you do that the only reason why <laughs> the only reason why that happens is that if you think about it there are parts that they never see the sun see the sun so the skin is less tan, so the skin will absorb more that's the whole point of it pretty much right i don't know what it does from like a chakra energetic point of view I might give it a go after this Mike podcast. I'll let you know. <laughs> Good on your neighbours in that high rise next door. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, all right. So we've got vitamin D. Yes. Um, what should our levels be for so vitamin D? I think that you will definitely optimally uh, – uh, vitamin D levels, well – the blood test also depends what kind of... So if someone's listened to you from the US, they will have different... But I think in Australia, you're looking at optimal when you're looking at 75. Yep. You definitely want the 75. Um, so the minimal is 25. 75, you're kind of sitting on a good level. When I see... I see the average that I've seen in the Australian population that I've seen in this year of clinical experience have been around 25 to 30, which is kind of mm-hmm. vitamin D deficiency. And you go, mm-hmm. but we are in Australia. But we have sun, left, right and center all the time. But all the people, most of the people that I've seen have been vitamin D deficient. Yeah, I mean, especially for the ones that work inside all the day. All, all the day. time, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so. I'm just if I had anything there. Okay, so we've got vitamin D, we've got zinc. I would go as far as saying magnesium as well. Yeah, magnesium. As I think that nutrient. magnesium, zinc and vitamin D are like the key nutrient for health. Same. Um, there's, there's few forms of magnesium. Um, you really want to make sure what you're taking what forms in there because I know that the orotate is more for cardiovascular health. Mm-hmm. If you have the stearate, magnesium stearate, it's not a supplement. It's actually an, an additive, an excipient 
to make sure that the magnesium doesn't stick to the um how do you call it? like a roller you know where they they just make oh, oh like in the processing in the process manufacturing process yeah so that doesn't stick ah. so if you're thinking that you're having magnesium stearate thinking that's a supplement it's actually just an excipient to not make you stick to the rolling ill yeah they got this like yeah it's got a name and i can't think about yeah, it right now know. but it's not a biochem it's not it doesn't have anything that have make mm. it ha- anything absorb any magnesium absorbed in our body so the best form again we have to see citrate why citrate again because citrate basically if you think about we have the citric acid cycle so acids are massively important in any biochemical pathways in our body so if you have anything that's bind to citric acid it's easier for us to absorb so Mm. the people that come to me and saying our body my body is acidic i have to bring it to alkaline and i'm like dude just 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 please don't please don't (laughs) because trust me you want your stomach to be acidic you want your vagina to be acidic Yes. Everything has their own pH levels. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blood, yeah. So yeah. Um, magnesium citrate would be great. Um, chelate means that it's bound to something. Uh, so the best form would be bisglycinate, glycinate. Um, what also, else? citrate, if you if you are someone who has diarrhea or loose stools, citrate may not be the best. Where So it, a good alternative would be glycinate. Glycinate, yes. Magnesium glycinate. Yeah, some people are really susceptible for this and i think it may be to do with the um, gut microbiome yeah um but they yeah just being just really trial and see um, too much magnesium will actually make you yeah. poo your pants oh yeah <laughs> i think we may have learned it the hard way <laughs> i've learned it the hard way but uh, also look at what else is in your magnesium formulation because if you have magnesium zinc and calcium just know that they will outcompete each other uh, i know yep. that calcium competes with magnesium and zinc for absorption um, and so I think separate your supplements. Iron, yeah, exactly. Iron should be. I prefer iron on its own. So if you've been sold a massive multivitamin with everything in it, with calcium, magnesium, and zinc and iron, you go, mm, no. What's the point of this? Um, there's a space and a time for a massive multivitamin, like a prenatal. Mm-hmm. Like you want, if you want to start, if you want to conceive, if you want to have babies, you definitely want to make sure that you're on prenatal uh, because it had everything then and the actual. The quantities that are in the prenatal are specifically studies for the actual requirements that a woman needs. Mm. So, I don't know if I'm allowed to say a certain type of brand. I don't get sued. I might get sued. There's a particular really common brand. I think that's so. As we are practitioners, um, it's just really depends when we come see. Yeah. Like you, each person. When we get a client, it just tailored to that. So I don't think it would matter. But also, you can't get good prenatals as an over-the-counter i think yes that's what i was gonna say yeah. there's so this one, one like, that everyone thinks is the best one i'm not gonna say it because i no. think everyone knows what i'm gonna say it is not good yeah so come and see me or maddie oh, and we good health practitioner. yeah exactly <laughs> or a good health practitioner and get prescribed an actual decent prenatal yeah um because that's the problem with over-the-counter supplements that they are a lot of the time cheap forms not absorbable um, too many excipients. Too many excipients. And then the tricky thing that you go, it's got 60 milligrams of zinc. And then you go total elemental, because that's what you need to look on a supplement going, total elemental zinc, five. Yeah. So you've literally sold five milligrams of zinc, but it's branded as 60. So this is why mm-hmm. when you know we get clients who are like, all right, bring him in what you've got and they're like yeah that's rubbish that's rubbish oh my god i pay this 80 dollars yeah. i'm like yeah that's pretty much rubbish yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. colorful pee that's what yeah exactly is. yeah colorful expensive pee <laughs> um back to magnesium really quickly i think magnesium i prescribe 
quite a lot to a lot of my patients because uh, it is one of the nutrients that our body clears with stress. As soon as we are going through any kind of uh, stressful period or just whether that be internally or externally, even um, physically like athletes, for example, Mm -hmm. magnesium is the first mineral for our body to yeah, dump we chew magnesium like crazy when it's right. and who is not stressed like fine who is not stressed like we are bombarded by and stress is massive in my practice actually yeah. but we are bombarded with stressors left right and center from like the environment the emotion the work especially mm-hmm. um after you know during covid that you have all sorts of like job insecurities and you know the stress being huge imagine the, what the effect on the body of magnesium it is huge. I've got a few like little signs and symptoms associated with magnesium deficiency here. I'll just list a few. Now, this is like so individual. People yeah. might not have any. The first one I like clinical examination of mine is someone sticking their tongue out and seeing if it quivers or shakes yeah. or flops yeah. out. A weak yeah. tongue, a quivering tongue. So, yes. Yeah, yes, right now, if you're at home, go to the bathroom, stick your, your tongue, tongue out, out and go, is that shaking like yeah. a leaf? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got things like depression, for example. Wow. Yeah. which is quite interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So depression and anxiety. And then um, heart palpitations. Yeah. thought that was really interesting. Migraines, headaches. And I think another one that I'd really like to look into is tinnitus or tinnitus. Tin- tinnitus, yeah. yeah. I think tinnitus and <clears throat> it's also linked with high stress Yeah, because if someone's highly stressed or excessive caffeine intake yes. could give tinnitus. Yes. Tinnitus. Um, what about cramps? Cramps. Oh my god! Of yeah. course. Yeah. Nighttime cramps. Restless at nighttime. Restless this is why works. magnesium at nighttime. It's great, but on its own, not with a mix, because then if you have B six at nighttime, yep. it'll keep you like an adult awake. Yeah. But yeah, nighttime cramps. Um, poor sleep. And yeah, poor sleep. You know when you're in bed, and I remember feeling this so much when I was a kid. You feel like you have to move your body. Like mm. you feel like you're. And I remember that I was tensing my muscle and releasing, tensing my muscle and releasing. If you can relate to be able to to go to bed and relax because you feel like you feel like you have to tense your muscle mm. and release because you're restless and that is a clear magnesium deficiency yeah. yeah that I did not and I suffered for that for so many years when I was in Italy wow a heavily undernourished heavily and I think it's quite common magnesium because like you said with the soils it's just completely washed out yeah. of our soils now because of poor agriculture practices. and we are told to eat red meat once a week yeah good sources are red meat, red meat organic grass-fed <laughs> as always yeah. and green leafies mm-hmm. get your green, green leafies leaf greens, yeah. yeah 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 what else is that yeah nuts and seeds yeah. yeah so they would be the three key nutrients that you would suggest to our well men well men specifically zinc mm-hmm. but for a general health for the three things that most people should be supplementing well not supplementing but look into kind look of look into, into if there's the something word, that yeah. they want to be like okay well you know, I want to support my overall health, magnesium and zinc, 100%. Um, yeah, because there are just so many nutrients that you can think about. And the main for me is like protein. Yeah. Like it's not a nutrient, it's a macronutrient. There's four, there's, people think there's only three macronutrients, which is like protein, carbs and fat, but there's actually four and the fourth one is water. Yeah. People forget about water intake and also their, what type of water, and we could do a whole pot without just some water. But looking, making sure that all your, macronutrients are balanced that at every meal you have a little bit of everything uh preferring carbs at night time and this is a huge people are like, no carbs are not going to burn them i'm like it's better i think to have carbs in the evening not not like a 
you know, a pizza. That's what mm. I mean. But like your sweet potato and your pumpkin or if you have grains uh, like uh, like buckwheat or... Yeah, you know, can we or, just make that clear to people that when we say carbohydrates, it's vegetables it's, and Yeah, grains. it's actually a vegetable source, yeah. yeah. Or like a fruit. Uh, because having carbs at night time supports your melatonin production in the evening. But also I found within myself, and it makes sense, mm. you are putting carbohydrates in your muscle. And if you go train in the morning, if you got that extra sugar... You can actually burn and push more. Mm. Like I know that if I want to go for a run in the morning, I will have some more carbs in the evening. So I have to deplete all my glycogen store as I run. And then I'm in that fat burning mode. Nice. It okay. just works so well. Yeah. So well. There we go. Yeah. Maddie's tips. Yeah, no. <laughs> and if you have microbalance in the evening before you go to bed, you're less likely to get up at midnight and have a snack. And, you know, you if you eat microbalance, your body has everything that it needs mm. microbalance meat means i'll give us so if you don't have enough carbs then you'll crave carbs and then you reach out for the sugary stuff if mm. you and the main thing is the protein if you don't have enough protein in your diet you'll feel like you just haven't had enough and then you feel like you constantly you snacker you become a snacker and mm, a the sugar craving yes yeah and if you don't have enough fats as well then you kind of you digest too quick and then you're like fucking hungry again you know, mm. so having a microbalanced meal means you can even have two meals a day, but they're big and they you have enough. And an example could be a palm size, looking at your, your hands, not anyone else, a palm size of lean protein could be two, maybe three eggs if you train, um, a steak, a piece of fish, some legumes or tofu tempe if you eat. And then if you look at your fingers and you do like a number four, that should be a veg, um, green, non-starchy would be great. Um, and then you want to have a look at the closed fist. And if you have carbs, that should be your carbs. Um, and then if you have a look at, you can do even just the number two with your two fingers. Uh, and that should be your fats. That could be a half, a third an avocado. It really depends on your build yeah. as well. Or that could be cheese or that could be um, yeah. um, fats like olive oil and all that. Mm. So looking at your hands, you kind of know what it is like. And if you put your hands on a plate, that's the quantity. And you'll find that when you're doing that and you structure your meals like that, you won't get the blood sugar spike. So you won't see that 3 p.m. slump, which isn't normal. No. You will find that you'll be more fuller for longer in between meals. You probably will snack less because yeah. your body is thriving off a balanced fats, proteins and carbohydrates. You know what's the problem of – and that's something that, I, that, I, that, that I've learned and that really made me understood more about how we eat. When we're prescribed – to eat six times per day mind you i think there's a time and space to eat six times a day if someone's recovering for anorexia someone's like needs to put weight on you know six times a day is reasonable however if you're normal weight or wanting to lose weight if you eat six times a day it could be a massive drive for SIBO Mm. because your your it's it's all have to do with the bile production so the bile needs basically like push um, it's a it's it's a big process, but if you never give your digestive system time to do the whole cycle of like stomach getting digested with the bile production going to a small intestine, and it's always doing, you always have this drip feed of bile into your gut, and then the bacteria becomes resistance to bile. Bile is extremely acidic. Bile actually kills pathogenic bacteria. Did you know? No. So it's kind of like yeah. So you don't want your gut bacteria to become resistant to bile because uh, and this is why people that have they get rid of the 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 uh 
the gallbladder, they have all sorts of digestive issues and gut issue because bile is just so important. But bile, bile is kind of like needs a push. So you want to have a big meal with some decent fat so the gallbladder mm-hmm. contracts, push all the bile, the bile out, and then it's empty. If you keep just drip feeding three, five to six meals per, per day, you could develop gallstone because it's not actually squeezing out because it, it contracts when you have fat. When you when the enzymes in your mouth feel that you're having fat, then it goes, all right, it's time to squeeze out some lipase, some not lipase in the mouth, but some digestive enzymes. Mm-hmm. And then, so your body knows. So it squeezes out all the biles because it knows that the, it's coming from the enzyme triggered from the mouth and from the stomach. Mm-hmm. And then you go, all right, I'm empty. I've done my job. The bile's gone down in the small intestine. And then it does the magic word of like conjugating, killing the... Bad bacteria because bile acids. This is why you want acid. So that is why that's one of our markers, or maybe not markers. What's the word I'm looking for? I like marker as a word. Yeah. Markers of success. Markers of like, yeah, what were we going to say? Well, if someone is having trouble digesting fats, if yeah. you're one of these people that you have avocados or meats or uh, I don't know, any source of fats, you know, olive oil, and you mm. feel sick, sick afterwards. That's and you your feel gallbladder really function. Really gross. That is your gallbladder. Yeah, that could be this. It could be some gallstones. That could be yeah, just the gallbladder just being overly exhausted. Mm. So what you want to do? You want to go there with um, some digestive enzyme to support um, like they would have like amylase, lipase, protease all yeah. into one, and then just support your digestion. Have bitter foods that would again enhance digestion, like uh, rocket mm. or I love rocket I love dandelion. Rocket. If you dandelion, know. exactly. You're, you're the herbs here. I don't. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about herbs. Um, and then you slowly make sure that the meals are microbalanced. Then you have two main meals per day, or three, because I I love um, intermittent fasting and it really yeah. works well for me. Yeah. Um, but even just three balanced microbalanced meal. Yeah. Uh, making sure that the breakfast not too heavy. Yeah. Because uh, the breakfast is not the main meal per day. The lunch is the yeah, main meal per day. Yeah. On the lunch. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. And then you eat, sit, sit down, that you're not stressed, you're not eating in the car, eating on the run. Um, that's how to support bowel function mm. and 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 again, as everything, it doesn't. It's not overnight. We as health practitioner don't have the magic pill. We don't have the magic wand. It's all about your adaptation, your time, your your journey to take mm. to do all these things. And yeah. it will take time because it healing is never a straight line. It never is. All right. Well. Let's wrap up this podcast. I think we have spoken that was about incredible. some really cool things. But if anyone listening here wants to work with you, whether that be with nutrition, kinesiology, mm-hmm. bushflower, all together, all of yeah, it together, because I integrate them a lot in my practice. Fantastic. How would we go about that? So you can reach out to me on Instagram at s a l u s v e r a which is salusvera which is latin and it means really integral health because i'm italian if you didn't pick that from the accent (laughs) i just really wanted to be original um so yeah it's salusvera on instagram um and i'm taking clients wednesdays at this incredible space called body hq on belly heads or i can offer um i actually open up for mobile for mobile in the gokus and online which but i do prefer to see the people in face but Uh, yeah, so Wednesday I'll be down at Burley the whole day. Yeah, it's an incredible space, transformational gym, um, and it, I just love it. I'm very excited about it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you with your for your wealth of knowledge today, Maddie. Oh, right. Thank you. It's been so much fun. I loved it. And then we can turn this off and just keep talking. We can just keep talking now for <laughs> ages. Right. We can actually get up and stretch our legs. I know. I can't do my butt anymore. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and we'll catch you in the next one.
Thanks, darling. Bye-bye. Bye.